Welcome back to the Extra Time Podcast. Today I am joined by... Just kidding. There's nobody. It's just me. Uh, (laughs) We're gonna... Or not we. I will be looking at how the Bundesliga table finished up, given that I follow the Bundesliga pretty pretty closely as a Bayern fan. Um, And... I found this this year to be more interesting than past years, in my opinion. So I'm just going to be going, uh, giving a quick little overview of of each team and how their how their season kind of, you know, finished off. How it was how they reacted after coronavirus, uh, the pause, and um, overall, like, did they underachieve, overachieve? What's the general feeling around their season? And also be uh, looking at some data as well regarding their performances and chance creation and, and things like that. So, um, yeah, just just to give a bit of an overview, at the start of the year, it was kind of felt, you know, Bayern, uh, they'd won seven in a row, including under Niko Kovac the previous year. And they had started off pretty poorly, I would say. Um, I believe at one point they were even down in fifth, uh, and we had it What was it was beginning to look like uh, a four-horse race for the, for the title. So early, early on in the season, I'd say Mönchengladbach, people were very, very high on them. They, they spent a few days at the top of the table at some point, um, Leipzig, I remember people placing bets on them to actually go on and win the the championship, and uh, and Dortmund as well, along with Bayern. Those were the f- the four that people had really tipped to to challenge for the title. And at after a couple match days, it it was almost looking as though Leipzig were the favorites to win. There there was a point where they were. Um, I believe they had a three-point lead at, at one point, or perhaps even more. But we'll we'll take a look at at what had happened. But this year's Bundesliga season was essentially billed as one of one of the most exciting title races in a long time. Um, you know, people think of German football as just you know Bayern is going to win it every year and whoever else, you know, is, is in form or had done good recruitment the summer before will challenge for the, the Champions League and Europa League spots, and that's about it. Um, <clears throat> but at the beginning of this year, it was looking, shaping up to be quite quite exciting. And, um, yeah, we'll, we'll get on to those top teams, but we're going to start at the bottom, bottom of the table first with uh, Paderborn. So... Um, we have here Paderborn finished dead last, 18th. Um, their total points for the season was uh, just the just the 20, um, with four wins, eight draws, 22 losses. They had a, a goal difference of minus 37, which was, that's insane. Um, so goals against, 74. Uh, goals for, 37. Really, like... It doesn't matter how many um, how many goals you score. If you concede seventy four goals, you are going to go down. Um, essentially, Paderborn had 
come up uh, through. Um, I don't. I think they finished. They placed first in the second Bundesliga last year, but they had come up, and you know the we talk about this is this thing with like Norwich, Norwich right in the Premier League. So they they come up and they say, yeah, like we're we're not going to change our style at all. They're just going to keep playing playing the same way. They played um, quite open openly um, last year, kind of uh, you know attacking. They tried to to play attacking football and and they whether you think it's naive or not, a lot of people would argue that it is. Even with Norwich in the Premier League, they their style is like people are saying a lot of uh, a lot of journalists as well that Norwich could be the best ever team to go down or to finish uh, dead last in the Premier League, and it's hard to. St- argue like when you look at their squad and the way they play like they may put in some abject performances but it's hard to say that they've put in uh they performed at a bottom of the league standard they've just played openly in a league where where teams are simply better they you know they okay so Norwich has a talented squad but they they aren't as talented or they don't have a, a sustainable style as well. And that's kind of what I feel with Paderborn coming straight up, straight up uh, from the second tier and just uh, basically getting pummeled all the way back down. So just to, their average, uh, just to look at their average goals and expected goals and things like this over the course of the season, um, their average goals for that they scored was 1.25. Not bad, um, actually. So they did score uh, at least a goal a game on average, over a goal a game. Their expected goals was 1.31. So they weren't really unlucky to have only scored just over a goal a game. And uh, their opponents against them uh, scored 2.15 goals on average from an XG of 1.78. So you can see right there where the problems were. Uh, They may have been unlucky in defense or just had some poor uh, goalkeeping and also defending. I, I can remember a few, a few instances in which their, their goalkeeper, his name escapes my mind right now, made, made some errors. So that is possibly where, uh, where where that's coming from, but you see here um, their shots on target, thirteen point two um, shots on target per game, and uh, oh no 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 oh, yeah yeah and their shots on target against are is twelve point seven so it's a bit uh, even even there but watching just ha- having watched in um, watched sorry the the little amount of Paderborn that I have I there are a lot a lot of shots from range um which for those of you that don't know you ideally don't want to see a ton of shots from range because those are like they're very very low quality opportunities and likely will not go in so um just just to keep it moving here Paderborn overall deservedly 
went down um, with a not even a whimper, just like you know, straight up, straight back down. And you know, next time you come back up, I know their budget isn't everything, but sometimes you may have to change your style if you do want to stay in the division for for a few years. So on to Dusseldorf, and this one really makes me sad. So Dusseldorf in. 17th on 30 points 10 points above last place Paderborn which is huge even for the bottom like like Paderborn were just quite bad um yeah it it upsets me to see Dusseldorf going down because I kind of liked I liked watching them last year I thought they were quite entertaining I like their stadium with their they have kind of like multicolored seats in some some parts of the stadium and uh, I don't know, just something about Paderborn, or sorry, about Dusseldorf is a bit, uh, a bit pleasant and, and nice to watch. And I think that perhaps, so they had Reuven Hennings, who I believe scored about 12, 13 goals for this season, which is quite good. And it's strange to see them so far down after, uh, you know, having a, a striker that is he was the fifth top scorer in the league, or possibly even tied for fourth. And uh, it, this also could have had something to do with the loss of Luca Bacchio as well to, Ber- to Berlin on... Uh, yeah, to Hertha, Hertha Berlin. Basically, uh, Luca Bacchio, he's on loan from Watford, a young uh, Belgian, Belgian striker. And I believe he could play just across the front line as well. He was, he was quick, as shown by uh, <laughs> against Bayern in a 3-3 draw last season. He just burned the defense and, and uh, was able to... He, he scored a hat-trick, actually. There was one goal in particular that was really demonstrated his pace. But yeah, um, that could have been a factor. But also, the main thing was that they just, like, could not stop drawing games. They they won six games. They drew twelve games, and they they lost sixteen. So, still not a great record. But the fact that they they uh, drew twelve games that's a massive number. That is of course the most the most draws in the league. Oh, oh no, there's one other team that's, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get on to them. But also, you think about Dusseldorf in the, the final few games, losing with the last kick of the game to Dortmund from a Holland header um, and, and conceding an equalizer against Frankfurt very late on. So there are just, yeah, there's just been times where they've been a, not even unlucky, just uh, unfocused, I suppose would be the right word. And, uh, yeah, they, if you draw 12 games, you're not going to have the, the greatest of times. But let's just look at, in terms of goals average over the entire season, so 1.28 goals uh, from an XG of 1.26, even slightly overperforming, that's not fantastic. Those aren't fantastic numbers. Um, once we get onto the bigger sides, you'll see that their opponents uh, scored an average of 1.84 goals from an average XG of 1.73 goals. Yeah, um, 
all in all, yeah, it's sad to see to see uh, Dusseldorf go down. But after they they had sacked their coach mid season, uh, the the following coach that came in just could not stop drawing games. Um, let's look at this. So Dusseldorf against Augsburg one one. Uh, Dusseldorf against Leipzig 2-2. Like, normally that would be a good result, right, for Dusseldorf. But given that they'd been in trouble due to so many draws before that, they probably need a win out of these. So Dusseldorf-Hoffenheim 2-2. Let's see here, what else? Dusseldorf and Cologne 2-2 against Paderborn 0-0. Against Mainz 1-1. Even in the Cup against Saarbrücken 1-1. Against... Hertha 3-3. This is crazy. Like against Wolfsburg 1-1 against Frankfurt 1-1. Yeah. Um so I'm not going to read out every single draw, but you get the picture. Way too many draws overall and uh just could not convert those into wins despite even having Hennings who was uh seemingly on fire. I remember a hat-trick against Schalke which was earned them a 3-3 draw. Uh, yeah, that the defending has not been good enough, and of a of a higher quality or a high enough quality. But we move on now to Werder Bremen. So they finished just one point ahead of Dusseldorf to uh, <coughs> to secure themselves kind of safety uh, in the uh, in the playoff, the relegation playoff. So they will be playing Heidenheim. Uh, I believe it's this weekend actually. So I always watch these these relegation playoff games because I find them so, so interesting. It's cool to watch a team that was in the Bundesliga and, you know, you've seen a few games from over the course of the season play against a team like Heidenheim that I really, really don't know much about at all, aside from it's a small, small town club with a loyal fan base and that, you know, really a lot of a lot of German teams you could you could say that about so, Werder Bremen awful awful year. They lost Max Cruz in the summer and, uh, really didn't replace him at all. He was a huge force for them always. Pretty much everything went through him, uh, in all honesty. So they had eight wins, seven draws, nineteen losses. Um, goal difference of minus twenty seven, and. They they had themselves a star player as well in in Milot Rashica. So he the he's a Kosovan international and he's been attracting a lot of attention. I believe he's just twenty two or twenty three. He'll probably you know whether whether Werder Bremen can beat Heidenheim or not. I would say that that Rashica should and will leave anyways. Yeah, he is. Uh, he was outstanding in in this year in the past two years lightning quick um and let's see here he he played 28 uh scored eight goals yeah he scored eight goals um let's see where is assist numbers i can't find that at the moment sorry uh yeah so rashitsa like the eight goals you know it's not really lighting lighting things up. However, he did have a great season last year. He's young. He's got potential still, huge upside p- potential. Um, yeah, he's got a great shot as well. I remember a long ranger against Bayern in particular. So, yeah, Werder Bremen had 
there was just a point after the restart as well. They just could not stop losing games. And even before that, they were in bad, bad trouble. And they weren't really unlucky either. They, they, uh, their average goals scored over the season was 1.47 a match from an XG of 1.48. Opponents averaged 1.81 goals against them from an XG of 1.53. Also, I forgot to mention, their goalkeeper, uh, Pavlenka, uh, I believe he's a Czech international, or I'm not sure if he's an international, but he's uh, he's Czech. He deserves a move as well. I've always thought that he was brilliant, even from from when he made his debut. I was like, who is this guy? He he just looked great. So yeah, on, on the last day, Bremen against against uh, against Cone, they beat them six one, which was completely unexpected, <laughs> and and. Dusseldorf had they just not uh, not drawn or sorry had they drawn against uh, Hertha Berlin and got the one point they would have like they would have um, sent Bremen down on goal difference but they couldn't manage it they lost three nothing to to Hertha so Werder Bremen I don't know where that six one win came from they pulled it straight out of you know where and. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, that was quite surprising to see, especially against... I mean, we'll get on to Cone, but they've just uh, been poor since the restart. So, yeah, Bremen in the playoff. We'll see We'll see how they do. Next here, we have Augsburg. Augsburg, I've watched a few of their games this year, and I've noticed a pattern myself. I'm not sure if the data reflects this. However, there have been a lot of games where I've seen them score just a set piece goal or a, a lot of direct free kicks as well one um in particular comes to mind here against Schalke they they would score a direct free kick and kind of like sit back or off a set piece as well and just sit back and and uh counter after that because they knew that the opponents had to obviously score uh so that's something that I noticed. I'm not sure if, if others have noticed the same. Anyone who's watched Augsburg, I'm sure <laughs> it might be few and far between, but but let me know. Uh, yeah, they just had a kind of standard season. They, they had a lot of injuries, or at least uh, their main man over the past few years, Alfred von Bogusen, was injured for a lot of the year. I hardly saw any of him, but you saw... Uh, players like Niederlechner stepping it up. Um, they had a, they have a few decent decent players there, and they work set pieces quite well. Um, so sixteenth place for or fifteenth place, excuse me, for Augsburg, uh, thirty six points, just not even just five points clear of the the playoff, the relegation playoff. So they were they were safe. They're uh, one nine drew nine lost sixteen. Again. That's what you'll get in 15th place, but not the worst season for Augsburg, considering they didn't go down. Again, another low-budget team. So we have Cologne, or Köln, who came straight up from uh, the Bundesliga 2. They, they were the ones who actually won it, not uh, Paderborn, if I had said that earlier. Uh, they'd won 10, drew 6, and lost 18. I enjoyed watching this Köln side after... 
after their newer newest coach took over. Um, you know, I, I thought that they were... Ex- yeah, Marcus Gisdahl, he was... I thought that he did a great job with them after taking over. However, after after the, the Bundesliga restart, I don't know what happened to them. I guess they must have just lost momentum or something, but they, they could not win a game for the life of them. So we had... Uh, since when did things restart here? Let's see. Um, okay, so the restart. First game against Mainz, 2-2. Then 2-2 against Dusseldorf. Then 3-1 loss to Hoffenheim. Then 4-2 loss to Leipzig. Then 1-1 draw with Augsburg. Then 2-1 loss to Berlin. 3-1 loss to Bayer Leverkusen. 1-1 draw with Frankfurt. And 6-1 loss to Werder. Um... Oh no, that wasn't even it. Uh, their first, yeah, 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 that was it. That was since the restart. So, literally, did not win one game since the restart. They're they're lucky that they they did they did enough earlier in the season to make sure that they stayed safe. But if I was the part of the hierarchy at Cologne, I'd be a little bit worried that about Gisdal's performances there after the restart. So, yeah, that. They have some have some decent players. Of course, they still have Timo Horn with them. They still have Jonas Hector. They both followed them down into the second Bundesliga. So, of course, they're already club legends. And, yeah, they also have... They brought back Modest, who scored a few. They have... Um, oh, his name's escaping me. Um, oh, can I cannot remember for the life of me. Their striker uh, at the moment. But... Yeah, uh, they have a... Oh, no, John Cordoba. Yeah, he was quick. And he also scored a, some goals against Bayern that were pretty impressive. Mark Oot as well. This guy... What the hell happened to him, man? I'll, I'll get back on him in a second, but I just want to mention uh, Tony Leisner, the Austrian. He actually had a quite a decent season. I thought he was impressive in, in defense there. Um, but yeah, Mark Oot. So he was at Hoffenheim. He lit lit them up under under Nagelsmann, and uh, got a move to Schalke, and basically it was a nightmare move. Nothing nothing went right there. Whether that was a style thing or not, for me, I personally think that it was a result of playing under Nagelsmann and how he supercharges his attack, like. This is something I want to talk more about, systems, systems in, in uh, football, how uh, Nugglesman's system is built to supercharge his attack and his teams play in a system that gets the best out of every player. And oftentimes when you see teams or players leave these, these sorts of teams, you're like, what happened to them? But really they're, they're only suited to playing in a very specific role. And that's likely what happened to to Mark Uth. He, he didn't have the worst season, but I found after the restart also he it looked like his confidence had been knocked after a bit and and he just reverted back to his Schalke Schalke form. So yeah, all in all they'll they'll be glad they stayed up obviously uh Cologne, but yeah, they they could have pushed on a little bit had they they should have gotten some results after the break there. 
Um, I think that I'm going to end this podcast here and I'm going to begin next week with Mainz or I'll, 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 I'll release them throughout the week, but Mainz, Schalke, Union, Hertha, and Frankfurt. We're going to cover those uh, over the coming few days. And thanks so much for listening. Let me know what you think of this uh, different kind of one-on-one solo podcast of just me talking. If you're getting sick of my voice, then I'm sorry. But, you know, just give us a five-star review anyways. And check out the website, www.whatonearthmedia.com. Thanks for listening, guys. Love you.